Well, good stuff. How you guys doing tonight? Make some noise in the house. Ah, uh, you can do better than I said. How you doing tonight? Make some noise in the house. There you go. Good stuff, man. Can we put our hands together and just uh, thank Jesus for this team again? Just uh, a great job. So thankful, so thankful for them and how they have faithfully over the last couple of weeks, man, just led us not to themselves, but to the person of Jesus. And I love those last words that we sang. I had to pull it up because my wife will tell you, I'll just make up lyrics to a song. Anybody else do that sometimes? You know, you just start making up stuff. And it's a good thing we have screens because if you're standing next to me, if I don't have the words, oh, I'll just start singing whatever sounds good, okay, to the, to the music. But I love the words, man, to that last song we just sang, which I believe is called Make Room. Shake up the ground of all my traditions, of all my traditions. And come on, let's be honest. We can, we can have our traditions that we hang on to, right? Break down the walls of all my religion. Your way is better. Your way is better. How many of you believe that God's way is better? Come on, make some noise in the house. It's better. I know that to be the case. I know that to be the case in my life. There's been times when I thought my way was, was good, but then I realized I'm a scrub, and uh, God's way is so much stinking better. If this is your first time here, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Jay Sanders, and uh, I had the privilege of serving as the uh, director of this student organization that we call the BCM. And uh, when you hear the word director, you can think, oh, man, the director. Listen, I already told you I'm a scrub, okay? I'm just like you, under construction, nothing perfect about me. But all it simply means is that I had the privilege of being the lead servant, okay, here within our ministry. And that's simply why we are here, meant to serve you, uh, to serve the USF, man, college students that God brings um, our way. We make a big deal about a couple of things here in our house. And I will say this every single week that I have the opportunity to stay here because I want you to get it. And if this is your first time, we want you to hear it. And that is we make a big deal, first of all, about you. Regardless of who you are, where you come from, your story, your background, it doesn't matter. We make a big deal about you. And you are, you're welcome here, okay? Maybe you're like, man, I just came tonight because, like, I heard there was free food, okay? I didn't know about the rest of this stuff and kickball. Cool. We're glad you're here. Um, And we want you to know that even way before you may even believe what we believe, you can belong here in this space. Some of you in this room, you love country music. Any country music lovers in the house? Make some noise in the house. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You got Sean in the background. That's him. Yeah, baby. He loves country music. Yeah. Some of you, like, it's not country music that you love. Some of you, like, classical, keeping it calm. Like, that is your thing. You know what I'm saying? Some of you love screamo. You know, like, we don't get you, but that's okay. That's all right. You know, you're still welcome here. Some of you, like, I don't like any of that. Like, give me some hip-hop. Anybody like hip-hop in the house? Hip-hop? Yeah, yeah. Rap music. Like, that's your thing. You know, uh, what, what else? What other genre did I miss? What else? Rock and roll, baby. Yes. So whatever it is for you, okay, listen, we want you to know we're all our different, come from different life experience, whatever. It doesn't matter. We're just glad you're here. Every single person is welcome here. We make a big deal about you. We also make a big deal about one person. That isn't Jay Sanders, okay? That isn't the BCM. No, no, no. We make a big deal unapologetically about one name. And that is the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody make some noise for the name of Jesus in the house. And so I've said this before. I said this before. Listen, if you go to, 
If you go to Chick-fil-A, you're going to get yourself a chicken sandwich, okay? Sorry, I'll use my education. You get a chicken sandwich, all right? Uh, if you go to Taco Bell, you may get some tacos, all right? If you come with me to an Ohio State football game, because um, I'm originally born and raised in Ohio, I'm an Ohio State fan. No hating, okay, in the house, all right? Uh, but uh, you can boo all you want, okay? But uh, listen, I'm not going to change up that. I love Ohio State, and that is the same thing here. There are many people who are in this room whose life has been transformed by Jesus, and we're not going to hide that. And we believe that when your story and his story collides, Jesus is able to change everything uh, about you. And we also make a big deal about one book, and that's the book we want to come to every single week for just a few minutes and moments, and that is the Word of God. We believe that every single word in God's Word has been inspired, man, by, by God. And so it gives us a fresh perspective on life, and that's why we think it's important to spend just a few moments in God's Word every single week. Well, tonight, not going to be long. In fact, tonight, not going to be a, a typical message but uh, how many of you, just by a show of hands, would say, like, this is your first time here, even if it's just on campus, here at USF? Come on, raise your hand in the room. First time here at USF. How many of this is your first time being a part of the BCM? Come on, raise your hand in the room. Lots of hands. Come on, make some noise for these new folks. <laughs> and so as the executive team, you know, we've, as we were planning out uh, this semester, we thought it's really important, before we start jumping into collections of talks or series, if you want to call them, that we hit the pause button and take just a few moments today and share just a little bit about, first of all, who we are, okay, as a family, what God, we believe, is doing around here, where he's taken us, and not only that, but how each and every single one of you can be involved, um, a part of this ministry in the days ahead. And I'll share more about that here in just a few moments. Over this, uh, these last couple of days and throughout the semester, uh, we believe God is ordering our steps, and we really want, we believe God is calling us to build a fire, okay, not just to light a match. There is a difference. You know that? Anyone can light a match. You can throw a big event, and hundreds of people will come, and that is awesome, and there's a place for that. But we're asking God that he would, over time, allow us to be able to build a fire for him that cannot be put out, all right? And sometimes when it comes to a fire, it takes time. It takes men investing in one person at a, at a time, and we want to invest, okay, men, uh, in that. It's going to be fun to see how God just continues to write the story of the BCM over this year. You just watch, okay? And as you're a part of it, this is just the beginning of what God uh, is doing. One of the wisest men that ever lived on the planet Earth outside of Jesus was a dude by the name of Solomon. Say Solomon. Yes, indeed. And as you get used to me this year, I like, I like for folks to talk back to me. So say it again. Say, Solomon. Solomon. There you go. The Bible backs this claim up in 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 29 through 34, the verse on the screen. It says this, God gave Solomon very great wisdom. So you know, I didn't make this up. The Bible says it. And understanding and knowledge as vast as the sands of the seashore. In fact, his wisdom exceeded that of all the wise men of Egypt. He was, the, he was wiser than anyone else, including Ethan and, and, and Ezraite and the sons of Mahal and Heman and Kakal and Darda. Those are some amazing names there. His fame spread throughout all the surrounding nations. He composed some 3,000 proverbs and wrote 1,005 songs. He could also speak about animals and birds and small creatures and fish. And kings from every nation sent their ambassadors to listen to the wisdom of Solomon. Say, this dude was wise. This brother was wise. He was a wise guy. Keep your seatbelt on, okay? Because we're going on a journey here. Solomon was a very wise guy. 
Did you notice, by the way, where it says his wisdom, it came from? Our answer is actually found in 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 29. It says this, God gave Solomon very great wisdom and understanding. It wasn't just some you know, human knowledge. Some of you in this room, man, you guys have incredible intellect. Like, I can just feel it right now. It's just crazy, you know what I mean? But this is different, okay? This, is, this wisdom, okay, that, that Solomon had, it was God-given. Solomon's wisdom, it came from God from above. And listen how the Bible, by the way, real quickly, describes wisdom that comes from above. I love how it says this in the Amplified uh, Version. In James chapter 3, verse 17, it says this, But wisdom from above is first pure, meaning morally and spiritually undefiled, then peace-loving and courteous and considerate and gentle and reasonable and willing to listen, full of compassion and good fruits. It is unwavering without self-righteous hypocrisy and self-serving guile. I love that. Solomon, this wise guy, he says something about life. At some point here at the BCM, we're actually going to walk through the book of Ecclesiastes, which is pretty amazing. An amazing, an amazing book. We have a plan to actually do that even in, in January of next year. And, uh, but cannot wait to do that. But one of the things that Solomon says about life in the book of Ecclesiastes, in Ecclesiastes 3.1, he says this, For everything there is a season and a time for every activity under heaven. Can I read that again? One more time. Even if you said no, I'm going to read it again anyway, okay? Here's what he says. He says, for everything there is a season and a time for every activity under heaven. In this one verse, Solomon is saying life is packaged in multiple seasons. Each season has a start date and an expiration date. Seasons both, they come and seasons go. Seasons come, say they come, and they go. Speaking of coming and going, I honestly, I don't know about you, I cannot wait, okay, for some fall temperatures to enter Florida. Anybody else with me out there? You know what I mean? Like, I'm looking forward to, like, where you can, you know, uh, have some campfire, campfire weather, you know, some s'mores and just chill, you know. That's one of the things I do miss about Ohio uh, is, like, if anyone, anyone here uh, born up north, you know, or the Midwest area, so you know the seasons, it gets cooler outside, I'm looking forward, okay, for this hot season to go and a little cooler season to come. Everything has a season where it comes and it goes. For an example, real quickly, including phrases we use in clothes and TV shows. For an example, some TV shows. Maybe you recognize some of these. Uh, anybody ever heard of Full House before? It makes a noise in the house. It makes a noise. Yes. Full House. How about Family Matters? Anybody heard of Family Matters? Yes. It's come and gone. The Office. Anybody like The Office? Yes. Yes. There's, there's folks right now like, bring the office back, right, to Netflix. Uh, Rugrats, anybody love the Rugrats or heard of the Rugrats before? Love the Rugrats. Or That's So Raven, yes, yeah. How about Phil of the Future, anybody? See, y'all doing okay? All right. How about this one? I don't know, you know this one. Magic School Bus, anybody? Magic School Bus? <laughs> yeah. Or, y'all know this is one of my loves, Power Rangers, yes, indeedy. Let's go to social media. Social media constantly changes and, and uh, all the time. Anybody, I'm not sure if anybody in this room remember this, but MySpace, or even heard of it, MySpace. Here's a really old one. Zanga was like a thing back in the day. Zanga, you're like, what in the world is Zanga? Yeah, it was, there was a time, okay, when it was like the thing. Not now. They come and they go. Vine, anybody remember Vine at all? Yeah. yeah. What happened to Vine? I don't even know if it even exists anymore. IGTV, you know, all these things. What about clothes or shoes? 
Shoes that light up when you walk. Anybody remember those? You know what I mean? How many, let's just be honest, let's have a, I want you to imagine, okay, that we're, we're at Chick-fil-A just talking to each other, just, you know, hanging out. Anybody ever had shoes that walked up when they were little? You know what I mean? Like, you just, and uh, some of you, you want them right now. You're like, you're just like walking around, seeing them light up, you know? They come and they go. Here, here, well, here's what the thing right here back in the day. Uh, shoulder pads, yeah. You're like, people were just walking around, even though they weren't football players, they had shoulder pads, you know, just walking around. Members-only jackets, Fat Farm, FUBU, you're like, what is that? It proves my point. Things come and they go. Phrases like grooving, YOLO, swag. How many know this one? I know one person who knows this one. Cut the rug. Who knows what cut the rug is? What is it, Connor? It means dancing. That's right. Grooving. They come and they go. Some of these things you're like, okay, I recognize that. And other things you're like, I don't recognize that at all. It proves the point. Things come and they go. Times change, seasons come and seasons go. Who calls a taxi when you have Uber now? <laughs> you know? Or who books a hotel when you have Airbnb? Anybody ever stayed in an Airbnb before? I know that I have. I love Airbnbs. Who wakes in long lines at stores now when you have Amazon? Anyone love Amazon just as much as me? I definitely love Amazon Prime, you know? Like, it's crazy at our house, okay? We, we live in Tampa Heights area. We can order something, and it can be at our house like within two hours. It's just like amazing to me, you know? Sometimes I just order stuff just to see how fast it gets there, you know what I mean? Like toothpaste. I already have toothpaste, but I just want to see how fast it comes, you know, just to try it out. (laughs) Times change. They come and they go. Let me just share my heart. Times change for my family, the Sanders family. In fact, we have a picture of our family. I believe that will be on the screen here. Uh, Times change for my family even back in the fall. And that's my wife there, and Aria, you may see her here. She's in the room with her school uniform. Don't judge us, okay? We're here tonight, all right? We made it. <laughs> but um, back in the fall of last year, uh, I previously served as a college pastor at a local church in the area called Idlewild. Maybe you've heard of it before, and was there for several years. Loved it, loved who, the, the people that we were serving, the people that we served with. And at the beginning of the fall, God just made it very clear that there was some shift that was coming, and not really sure what that was. And he asked my wife and I really to set aside some time. We prayed and sought counsel, and so we did that for about 30 days. And at the end of those 30 days, God opened up an opportunity. The phone rang about an opportunity to come and to serve here at the University of South Florida, specifically in this role. And it was kind of crazy, first of all, to like to see how God was working in our hearts, and then also to make that transition in the middle of COVID, which is crazy, and like have to minister to folks over the screen, which I can, like some of you, it's kind of funny. We've seen each other in person. And we're like, oh, you actually are a real person, you know? Uh, you're not just a person in, in a box that's there. But from that very beginning, God made it clear, God made it clear that he was calling our family to the University of South Florida to serve in this capacity here at the BCM. And I have believed from the very beginning, along with my wife, and in time you'll get a chance to, to meet her. She can't wait to meet you. But we believe that God wants to do a great Thing here through the ministry of the BCM. You will learn as you hang out with me, I am a dreamer. It's one of the things God has placed in me, a visionary. And it's crazy because even now as I sit in this room, I don't just see it as it is. I, I believe there's coming a day where we won't be able to even fit, okay, everyone in this space. I believe that the work that God is, that God is beginning, that God has started, is only just beginning here within, man, this ministry. Again, let me be very clear. Not for BCO's namesake, not for Jay Sanders' namesake, because Jay's going to die someday. I'll be long gone, okay? 
but for the name of Jesus, for his name's sake. Psalm 143, verse 10 says this, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Keep that verse on the screen real quickly. When my wife and I were praying about even coming here, that is a verse we prayed a ton. God, teach us to do your will. You are our God. May your good spirit lead us on level ground. And since we've come here over the last couple of months, it's been a prayer that we've come back to you and said, God, what do you want to do in the days ahead through this ministry called the BCM? Teach us to do your will, not Jay's will. In fact, earlier you heard some of the folks have said, you're going to hear about Jay's vision. This isn't Jay's vision, okay? This is God's vision. We've prayed, God, what do you want to do? God, would your good spirit lead us as a team and as a ministry on level ground? And as we prayed, and even as an executive team, as we pray, we believe God has really led us. And I want to share just a couple of things tonight, and then we'll be finished. We had kickball. It'll be a great time, okay? Just a couple of things here tonight. And I think this is important real quickly. A couple of weeks ago, I had a time to be able to share this with our leadership team. And I think in order for us to go to the next level, I've shared with some of our leaders that it is important to share this with our BCM family at large. And my prayer tonight is, is that it will go just the vision, okay, we'll just go from a couple of people carrying the vision to a lot of folks who are owning and running with the vision uh, here tonight. Even though we believe that God is leading us into a new era, listen to me very carefully. We honor tonight the leaders of those who have come before us. There have been some incredible leaders who have served in this ministry long before Jay Sanders showed up and long before some of the other leaders who are here. This ministry, by the way, has been around since 1960s. That's a long time, okay? That's why if you look at some of the building, you're like, oh, wow. You know, stained glass, I don't even know. Jesus himself put those out there. And I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. But it's been here for a while. It's been here for a while. I'm just messing with you, okay? But we, in many ways, are beneficiaries of leaders who've come before us. And we're thankful for the leaders who've invested in this ministry way before many of us have arrived. But I hear the Lord speak to us tonight in the same way he spoke to his people in Israel. Listen to me clearly. As he speaks this with clarity, I think, and with passion over us in this place tonight. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18, he says this, but forget all of that. This is why I get passionate. Forget all of that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. Listen to me. Many of us like to hold on to what was we don't like change. We don't like the man relinquish control of, man, those things that make us comfortable in change. But I believe God is saying, just as he said to the folks in Israel, listen, forget those things that were, because it's nothing compared to what I'm about to do. For I am about to do something new. Say new. No, say it again. Say new. new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway to the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry land. And in the days ahead, Starting now, we desire to be a ministry that has vision and purpose in every single step. First of all, beginning with our mission statement, which will be on the screen. And that is this. We're on a mission to know Jesus and make him known to any and every college student at USF and beyond. We are on a mission to know Jesus and make him known to any and every college student at USF and beyond. There are over 50,000 plus students enrolled at the University of South Florida, which is crazy. 
10,000 of them live right here on this campus. 98% of them are spiritually disconnected from Jesus. And it is the 98% that we believe that God has called us to reach on this campus. By the way, we can celebrate because that 98% became a little bit less because there were 14 people in this room last Thursday who surrendered their life over to Christ for the very first time. Come on, make some noise now. I think it's just the beginning. And we will do whatever it takes to be on mission. There's a missional urgency here to reach the 98% on this campus. I do not believe that God has called the BCM to come together kind of like Sam's Club, you know what I mean, where you get to have like a membership card to get in. No, 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 no. This is not a membership card, okay? It's not just for, just for Christians to come and just to hang out and sing Kumbaya. No. Is it a place where Christians can come and meet other Christians? Absolutely. But listen, I believe that God has called specifically those of us in this room who are Christ followers to be on mission to reach those who are spiritually disconnected from Christ. We want to pursue those that most people would run in the opposite direction from. That is what we want to be about starting today and in the days ahead. 2 Peter 3.9 says this, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Listen to me tonight. We will never look into the eyes of anyone on this campus that Jesus does not love and whom Jesus did not die for. He has an incredible love for every single college student on this campus, and he has a desire to have a personal relationship with every single person. And how can that be possible unless we take ownership of that and make his name known? Speaking of that, with this in mind, our theme for this year is pulled right from our mission statement. You've probably even seen the words out in the lobby area. That's on purpose, okay? And that is this. We are on mission to make him known. Say, make him known. No, say it again. Say it like it with some passion, okay? Say, make him known. Make him known. You're going to hear this phrase a lot. We want to get in your DNA. We want you to be dreaming about it tonight, okay? You're like, make him known, make him known, make him known. We want you to get it, man. Now, we don't want to just a couple of leaders in our ministry, okay, to have that. Listen, we, we, our hope and our desire and our prayer is, is that many of you would grab hold of that and say, yes, I'm not just a student here. God has placed me here on this campus, man, to make him known to the 98%. So, I pray that as people look at this ministry here, they will say, those people there, they are not ashamed, okay, about their faith. They are not ashamed about making Jesus known. We're not going to be, okay, tiptoeing around. We do believe that the gospel moves at the speed of relationships. But you do have sometimes, man, where sometimes folks, they try to hide it. You know, they, 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 they surprise you at the end and say, we're about Jesus. That's not what we're going to be about. Right from the very front, we're normal people. We're going to say, hey, listen, we are broken and wretched, but there was a person who changed our life, and his name is Jesus, and he's able to bring hope and healing to your life as well. Romans 1.16, Paul says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. I love that. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentiles. I want to share with you very quickly, okay, our core values. I'm talking to each and every one of you here tonight as if you are, okay, a part of our leadership team. And that's on purpose tonight. Here's some of our core values in our ministry. The first one is this. We make 
Jesus our lead story. We will make Jesus our lead story. Out there in culture, there are folks who are making all kinds of things, okay, their lead story. In our ministry, we're going to be laser focused on the person of Jesus. Somebody say amen in the house. He's going to be our lead story. We will communicate the radical, eternity, altering grace of Jesus and all we say and all we do by the grace of God here. Here's the next thing. We are huge fans of the local church. It is a part of our value. We are huge fans of the local church. You heard one of the local churches that were up here tonight, Mission Hill, who provided men the food. Uh, the local church is God's plan A to reach people. The BCM is not the local church. This is not the local church. Let me be very clear. And so if you say, listen, I go to the BCM and that's the church that I'm plugged into, this is not the local church. We are an extension of the local church. This is only an appetizer. And this year, we're going to do all we can, all we can to help you get connected with some solid churches that are here within the city. It would make us very sad. Honestly, we would have failed if a high percentage of the people here within the ministry say, ah, the BCM is my church. That, that means that we've missed it somewhere. This is not the local church. We are an extension to the local church, and we want to see every person here connected to a solid church in the city, and there are many, and you'll hear more about that later on. We do anything, we would do anything short of sin to reach people far from God. We believe that everyone lives forever somewhere, and so we will do anything and everything to lead students on this campus to Jesus. Here's the next thing. We will pursue real community. We are a family designed for relationship. Listen to me. Listen to me clearly. You're like, I can hear you. My deaf, Jay. Okay. Listen to me again anyway. We are dangerous people when we're left alone. Jay Sanders is a dangerous person when I'm left alone, and so are you. Here's the next thing. We will be the safest place in the world for anybody struggling with anything. We desire to be the safest place for anybody struggling with anything. Listen, there are going to be some Thursday nights or times when you come and hang out here where you're not going to want to be singing, okay, about Jesus. It's not because you're going to say love him, but sometimes life can be tough. There's going to be times when you come here and you got some real struggles in your life, and we want this to be a safe place where you can be, bring those struggles here. Now, we don't want you to stay that way. We believe that Jesus can meet you where you're at and he can transform you over time. Here's the next thing. Dreaming drives us. Dreaming drives us. We are committed to what could be. We will consider what could be. We will not just settle with what is without considering what could be for the glory of God. If we are not moving forward, listen to me. If we are not moving forward, we are dying. If we are not moving forward as a ministry, we are dying. And so that's why there are going to be some things that are going to change over time. It has to in order for us, men, to move forward as a ministry. Here's the last thing. Fun, somebody say fun, fun. is in our DNA. Fun is in our DNA. We throw best, the best parties. We celebrate. We believe God is happy as he is holy. We smile. We laugh. We love life. I don't get it, man, uh, specifically for those sometimes man, who say that they're Christ followers, and sometimes Christians can be some of the most, like, joyless people. You ever met them before? They just sour. You're like, what is wrong with you? You know what I mean? It looks like looking like they've been sucking on lemons like, like all their life, you know? 
chill a little bit. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to have fun. It's okay to be able to have a, a great time. It's okay, yes, to be able to have serious, even like theological conversations. That's great, but it's also okay to have a good time. Can somebody say amen in the house to that? So let me get very practical here. You say, Jay, how do I find my people here? How do I find my people here? Well, first of all, very practically, come on Thursday nights and bring some folks with you. Come on Thursday nights and bring some friends along with you. This is a great place to start, man, to be able to meet other people. And every single week, we'll get together at 6 o'clock. There'll be a free meal, okay? And not only that, at 7 o'clock, we'll come together, we'll sing, we will hear a message, hopefully, that brings hope, encouragement, healing into your life. Jay Sanders will not be the only person that you're going to hear from, all right? There's going to be other people you will hear from this platform who love God, love God's word, love college students, and will be investing in you in this, during this semester and in the years to come, in the year to come. Here's the next thing. Tonight, we want you to make that next step of joining a family group. Before you leave from here tonight, we would love to see 100% of you here tonight to say, you know what? I am not going to do life alone this semester. I'm going to find my people by plugging in to a family group. This is where we built community in a smaller setting. Here, like this, there's one way that you can, you can build community. But in our family groups, they're smaller, and it gives you a chance to get to know people personally and for folks also to get to know you as well where you will receive care and connection. And each group, by the way, will meet at different times and locations. And I believe right here on the screen, uh, we have a graphic of some of the family groups and the options there. You can see the names of the leaders that are there. Uh, you can see, man, there's some freshman groups, there's some co-ed groups. You can also see that they're meeting at different times, different locations. That's on purpose because everyone's schedule here is very different. And so we plan that, man, with you in Mine. Some on Mondays, some on Tuesdays, some on Thursdays, some on Fridays. If you've been here before, you may say, what happened to the one on Wednesday? Well, we can't say that we are about the local church and plan something on a Wednesday when most local churches meet together. We don't want anything to compete with the local church. And so we've removed our family groups on a Wednesday and provided some other options there for you. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and on Friday. You say, Jay, I want to know some people. I want to get connected. Then this is the primary way, okay, to get connected here in this ministry is by signing up for a family group here tonight. And you can see on the walls here, if you look to your left and your right on the walls, uh, there's some papers that are, that are there. And tonight, when you leave, Alexa is going to get some more clear instructions, okay, for you. She'll clear up anything that I've messed up for you tonight. But simply all you need to do, you'll place your name and your number there, and the leaders of those groups will be standing right by those, those forums, and they're going to reach out to you um, here in the next couple of days and get you connected. And family groups will launch here in the next couple of days. I'm very excited about that. Here's the other thing that I'm excited about, that not only are we going to build community around the Bible, but also once a month in our family group, on purpose, we are going to throw parties. And, yeah, okay. Security? No, I'm messing around, I'm messing around. Meek, go, go get her. I'm going to get her out here. I'm just going to mess with you. But we're going to throw parties on purpose. You know, it's funny because sometimes, man, we, 
We know a lot about Scripture, but we're throwing parties on purpose. You say, you say, Jay, for what? Just to throw parties? No, 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 no. We are throwing parties to invite the 98% of those on this campus, okay, who are spiritually disconnected to be able to come in and simply just to hang. And it might be a little weird, okay, just to come and hang out at a Bible study if you're spiritually disconnected, but it's not as weird to come and hang out at just a chill fellowship of a party. And so every week, once a month, not every week, but once a month, your family group, you will talk, okay, as a family group, and you'll discuss, okay, what are we going to do this week? Maybe you'll go bowling. Maybe you'll go skating. Maybe you'll go to Armored Works. But you'll have the chance, okay, to decide that in your family group on what you're going to do. Some of you are like, I don't have the money. Let's do something free, okay? You know, but whatever that is, every week on purpose, you're going to throw every once a month, not every week, once a month on purpose. I just want to throw parties all the time, okay? Once a month in your family group on purpose, you're going to throw these parties with the purpose in mind to invite in the 98%. Because we don't want to be in our just a little Christian huddle, okay? And if you look around in your group and you're like, well, it's just us, then you need to come together and say, okay, what do we need to do differently then? And it's going to be amazing to see what God's going to do over the next couple of weeks and this year as a result of what happens in your family groups. Do not miss out. Here's the next thing. You can come and hang at the BCM throughout the week. Some of you guys know that, but some of you don't know that. Free Wi-Fi. The building is open, okay? You can look on the door as you leave. The schedule is there, but the building is open for you to come and hang every single day except for on Sunday, okay? Um, I think Kanye, he's the one that said, you know, Chick-fil-A on Sunday, it's closed, you know, so the BCM is closed as well. It was in there too, but you didn't hear it, okay? Here's the next thing. Did you know this? There's 150 nations represented at the University of South Florida. That's pretty incredible. 150 nations. This is, this is a straight up, man, a diverse campus. Many nations represented here. And so this year, and maybe you are an international student, maybe you know of some, but we're going to be offering ESL, which is English as a Second Language classes this fall. And if you are interested, tonight we're going to give you an opportunity on your next step card to fill out your name and then say, hey, you can put ESL there and someone will reach out to you with just some more details about that. Here's the next thing. Maybe you say, okay, Jay, how do I find my place here? We're going to land the plane here just a little bit. Here's what I want you to ask yourself tonight. I want you to ask yourself, what gifts and talents has God given you that can be of use here at the BCM this year? Because every person in this room, you got something. You have something. And what we're not looking for is, we're not looking for consumers. In order for us to go to the next level, we need some contributors. We need not spectators, but participators. I would love that for new people, when they come into this building here in the future, they don't really know like, who really is in charge because everyone is just owning the vision. If there's trash, folks are picking it up. If there's a place to serve, people are stepping up and they're serving men all over the place. What has been given to you? Art? I'm not an, art, I'm not an artist, okay, but some of you are. Music? Photography? Teaching? Some of you are incredible teachers. Dancing? Poetry? Videography? Hospitality? Like some of you, you are just so great, man, making people feel at ease. We need those folks around here. Some of you are skilled with your hands. Not me. I can barely fix a doorknob. Let me just tell you. But some of you, like Sean, 
that's here, one of our interns, listen, he's the man. He's skilled with his hands. But some of you ladies and men that are here, you're skilled with your hands. We need you around here. Leadership, how about pioneering? You're innovative. This is something that you may not know. I told you that there are 50,000 college students that are here that attend USF. But there are 90,000 college students in the county. And what you may not know is, is that we have a vision not only to have a BCM here, but we also want to expand that to other college campuses in the city. The University of Tampa, some community college, etc. And we're praying that God would raise up some folks who are maybe even in this room here tonight that would help us launch a ministry team at some of these other campuses. We, we need you. You have something that God wants you to use here, and we can't move forward without you. We need people all over this room to rise up and to say, here's what I'm gifted at. How can I use that here? Here's some immediate needs real quickly. Greeters, family group leaders. We believe that God is going to continue to expand this ministry and production. You don't want me on production because I'll mess it all up. But some of you, you're very talented, and we need you. Tech, also the creative team, video, social media, so on and so forth. I want to also introduce to you some of our key folks that are within our, our team. There's a lot of people, okay, that make this ministry run real quickly. Uh, Jeremy, uh, you may have seen him around. Jeremy, would you stand up real quickly? Jeremy, real quick. Give it up for Jeremy in the background right there. So, jokingly here, we call him the chief of staff, okay, uh, but actually, uh, he's the assistant uh, to myself. He's my right-hand man, and he provides oversight to our staff. He also helps men execute the vision within the ministry. We also have interns that live here in the building. In fact, if you are an intern, would you stand on your feet? Come on, stand on your feet, interns, real quickly. Give it up for our intern. So these guys, they live in the building, and they're here, Marion, to help serve you any way that they can. We have an executive team that also, man, helps make decisions here in the ministry, and many other leaders, our family group leaders, folks are part of our evangelistic team. There's a lot of people here that make this happen. Here are a few things that are in the works coming forward. First of all, we got some local hangouts. You're going to hear about some fall festivals. We've got a Christmas party that will be planned. It'll be fun. We're going to do a retreat coming up here in January. Uh, there's going to be a spring missions trip that you're going to hear about later on, actually to a camp called Blue Springs, where 50% of the campers that go to this camp are uh, orphans and an incredible opportunity for us to go and to minister to, to those campers. Not only that, but we also are going to be uh, talking to you also about some short-term missions trip next summer and also some long-term trips as well. Uh, we also have in mind, we need some of your help, but we love to do something for the men in the house. Where the men at in the house going to make some noise? Men? Yeah. So we'd love, man, to be able to take a couple of days away somewhere where we retreat and do a little mancation somewhere, you know? And so if you got some ideas, talk to us about that. And also, where are my ladies at? Ladies make some noise in the house? Yeah. And so we've also have talked about doing a girls weekend as well. Same thing where the ladies can get together and just, just hang and be ladies. So a few things are changing in the ministry. You've seen some of the furniture change. Uh, you've seen a couple things change right here in the ministry. But let me be very clear here tonight. 
there are many things that are not changing in this ministry. Uh, two things to be exact. We're going to continue to invest in the two things that last for all of eternity. The Word of God and the souls of men. The Word of God and the souls of men. As we land tonight, let me read a verse over us that uh, the Lord reminded me of a, a few weeks ago. I want to share with you tonight. Isaiah 54, verse 2 and 3. Here's what it says. Enlarge your house. Build in addition. Spread out your home and spare no expense. For you will soon be bursting at the seams. What we're seeing around here, this is just the beginning. I want to encourage you to keep your seatbelt on. Keep coming, keep contributing, because God is just beginning the work. We will never settle with what is without considering what could be. By the way, I imagine a college ministry that is accessible and welcoming to every type of person imaginable. For the irreligious, the, the, the religious, the skeptic, the cynic, those without hope, those feeling lost, those who are giving ministry. Jesus, one more shot. I imagine a, a college ministry here that is doing everything possible to not make it difficult for people who are turning to God. A ministry where the message of grace is her heartbeat. A ministry that is the safest place in the world for anyone struggling with anything. A ministry where there is no addiction, no dysfunction, no habit, no sin that keeps people on the outside of pursuing Christ. A ministry that is the physical representation of Jesus and our city and eventually our nation. That goes to the darkest place with light. That welcomes the religious, the political, the social, and the sexual outcasts into our communities and into the places where we live. I imagine a BCM ministry that engages with the people we spend our entire lives moving away from, but, but Jesus spent his entire ministry moving towards that has a voice for those that don't have a voice as individuals made in the image of God, of sanctified dreamers and people who pray big to shape their city and their campus with the unending, never runs out love of Jesus. And come on, can you make some noise in the house for that? God is on the move here. I don't know if you can sense it. But greater things are yet to come. This is just the beginning. And I hope that you will join us. I'll be the first one to tell you, we need you. You say, me? I'm shy. We need you. You say, me? I'm a little crazy. We need you. You say, me, man, I don't sing. I don't speak. I'm an artist. I'm good. We need you. Whatever it is that God has deposited in you. Bow your head and close your eyes. We bow our heads out of reverence for God. We close our eyes out of respect for each other. Is God speaking to you tonight? First of all, every single week, we want to give people an opportunity to follow Jesus. And I know tonight wasn't a typical message, but we do want you to know every single week 
Jesus loves you, whether you believe in him or not. And he loves you so much so that he gave up his very life for you on the cross. He died for your sin and Jay Sanders' sin. He was placed in a tomb and he resurrected from the grave three days later, offering hope and healing to anyone who received him as a personal savior. Jesus will never force himself on anybody and we will never manipulate you and try to force you into a relationship with Jesus. But we do have a responsibility to at least point you to him and to give you an opportunity to step into a relationship. How many would say with your head bowed, your eyes closed tonight, Jay, I know for sure if I were to die tonight, I know for sure I would spend all of eternity with Jesus. If that's you tonight, would you just raise your hand? Come on, both lean around and say, yep, that's me, Jay. I know for sure if I die tonight, I would spend all of eternity with Jesus. Thank you. Praise God. Maybe this next question might be for you. And you don't need to be embarrassed. No one's going to embarrass you. Is there anyone in the room tonight that would say, Jay, I'm going to be honest with you, brother. If I were to die tonight, I'm not quite sure where I would be at. But I'm concerned about it. If that's you tonight, would you just raise your hand and say, Jay, that's me. Just raise your hand and say, Jay, that's me tonight. If I were to die tonight, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I'd be at. I see you. I see If that's you tonight, you don't have to walk out of this room tonight without knowing for sure what you would spend all the eternity. And I want to give you an opportunity to take that step into a relationship with Jesus. Are you willing tonight to admit to God, you're a sinner. We all fall short. Are you willing to believe that when Jesus, when he did on the cross, when he died for you, he was placed in a tomb, and he resurrected from the grave, three days later he did it with you in mind because he loves you. And right now, are you willing to call on him? Listen to me. Jesus has already done the hard work. All you simply need to do is say, God, I believe. Save me. And tonight, if that's you, before we move any further, I want to give you an opportunity to save that. Right there in your heart, in your mind, right now, you have a fresh start. Say, dear God, I admit I'm a sinner. Thank you, Jesus, for paying my penalty for sin. Please forgive me and give me a home in heaven and make me a part of your family. Tonight, as I prayed, if you prayed along with me, you asked Christ to save you for the first time again, no one's going to embarrass you. Would you just raise your hand tonight and say, Jake, that was me. As you prayed, I prayed with you. And I asked God to save me. I see you. That's awesome. Anybody else say, Jake, that was me. I see you. That's awesome. God, thank you. You do the saving, not us, not any man. I pray you'd help us to come alongside those who made a decision to trust you tonight. And help them in their first steps with you. I pray that they would get connected. Not only here, but that you'd also help us get connected. Help them get connected, God, with me great church in the city. It's Jesus in me to pray. Amen. Tonight when you came in, you, there's a card that's right there with a pen. And every week, we're going to give you an opportunity, okay, to just write out what is it that God is doing in your life here tonight. So I have a question that uh, you'll see on one side that actually has reflections. Check that out. And here's a question that I want you to think about here tonight. 
You can put the question up on the screen. I believe it's going to be there. There's a question on the screen. What talents and gifts do I have that could possibly be used at the BCM this year? You don't have to write an essay. Okay, there's no pressure for that. But what talents and gifts do you have that you believe could be used at the BCM possibly this year? And so I'm going to stop talking because I've been talking a little bit now. And I want to give you an opportunity to fill that out. And on the flip side, you can write out your name. And if you made a decision to trust Christ tonight, you can put that there. So I'm going to be silent for a few moments.